Welcome to a Jobs People Do podcast interview. In this episode, we will be hearing from Johanna Helen, owner and founder of Mama Trade, a foundation that works with women's cooperatives in Africa and Asia. So sit back, relax, and listen in on today's podcast. Hello, Johanna. My name is Avrit. I'm a student, but I'm also a writer and an interviewer with Jobs People Do. So I'm super passionate about education and like different career paths. I think it's always interesting to learn about. So if you'd like to, you can go ahead and introduce yourself and also tell us a little bit about what you do. Okay. Hi, my name is Johanna. I'm the uh, founder of social enterprise called Mama Trade. That's why I was asked to do this interview, but I'm also passionate about education. So I'm also at the same time, I'm doing sort of a doctorate on education at OEC wow. at the university. So that's my main job now. And then I'm wow. handling this social enterprise, which is sort of links back to my previous profession in, in development corporation. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. I actually have classes at OEC as well. Oh, so, okay. So we yeah. actually appears from Moise. Totally. That's so cool. And then do you want to just talk a little bit about Mama Trade specifically and what the organization is? Yeah. So I'm, now I'm running a social enterprise. I'm not sort of a business woman by profession. Um, I sort of ended up doing a social enterprise because of my previous background working with women's cooperatives in different countries. And, and then I, when I moved to Canada, like five years ago, I thought that, I, you know, here you have more market for their products and that's sort of a way to help them um, like after I finished my work with them. So Mama Trade is, is a social enterprise working with these women's cooperatives that I know personally since I've been working with them for years. There are two cooperatives in, in Ghana. I work with the Shea Butter Women's Cooperative. They're mainly widows in a very remote northern uh, Ghanaian village close to the Burkina Faso border. And in the same community, there's another cooperative that is weaving baskets, like traditional Bolga baskets. So those are the two articles that I'm importing from, from these cooperatives to, to Canada and, and trying to sell here. And with the shea butter also, I'm, I'm sort of doing soaps and whipping the shea butter and sort of making new products with it. But I also work with Disabled Women's Workshop Cooperative in, in Uganda, or actually two of them. Uh, one is doing like textile products, kitenge textiles, all kinds of bags and yoga mat bags and purses and really nice um, sort of colorful African textile um, items. And then um, another one is also doing baskets, like a bit different kinds of like banana leaf baskets. And I've also... Um, sort of previously worked with women's cooperatives in Afghanistan. Now after like the Taliban took over, it's been a bit more harder to, to communicate and, and work with the cooperatives, but I'm, I'm trying to re-establish that connection still. And then I'm working with another sort of um, a center in Istanbul that gives employment to Syrian refugee women who are doing earrings and, and jewelry. So there are these like women's cooperatives that I cooperate with uh, than I know from my previous job. And you just touched on your previous job as a development worker. Was What organization was that with? Uh, previously, I, I, I used to live in Estonia, which is a small country yes. in Northern Europe next mm -hmm. to Finland. I'm originally from Finland, but I lived cool. in Estonia for almost 20 years and Estonia is sort of regained independence from the when the Soviet Union collapsed mm -hmm. so Estonia itself sort of went through this transition getting getting also aid themselves in the beginning and then yes. becoming becoming a donor country and now a member of EU and and having also these obligations to be part of this like 
development community also having yeah. links with uh, Africa and, and Afghanistan. There we established with a group of friends, we established an NGO that started to work with these cooperatives. And before that, I was actually working with UNICEF in Ghana. Mm -hmm. So I had this contact with the, with the Ghanaian women's groups already before moving to Estonia and starting starting the NGO there. And with the NGO, we started, yeah, then working in different locations and, and really supporting, getting some funding also to, to support mm -hmm. the women to start their cooperatives and start working and developing their products and, and work on the quality and, and the market. That sounds great. And so did you always travel a lot or after you started this career path? I love traveling. So when I was a student, I also yes. used all these opportunities to do volunteer work um, mm -hmm. within. I was in Finland, so it was mainly within within Europe or then in, in Africa and different like projects. So. So, yeah, I've, I've always enjoyed uh, traveling. I think I used to travel more than I do now. I was personally curious to learn how you came up with the idea, like what brought you to the point where you decided to start Mama Trade because it's the first time I've ever heard of anything like it. And I was very impressed with just the way it works. So how mm -hmm. did it come to you? Well, it's sort of, I previously worked for this uh, NGO in Estonia, Mondo, where we had this mm -hmm. connection with these women's groups. But Estonia is a very small country. So the, the market we have there for these kind of products is very limited. Yes. Uh, so when I moved to Canada, my idea was that now that I'm closer to bigger markets, I can I can still continue supporting the same women. Mm -hmm. But now with business support or support in finding market for the products, because that's actually in the end what gives them gives yes. them income is, is if they can get the, the products sold and, and locally they can get much um lower mm -hmm. prices for the products they are making um, yes. than they can like if I import them here and, and, and try to sell them to, to totally. customers. So that's sort of the model of of trying to support the, the women who are now already producing since we help them to mm -hmm. start this sort of production part. But it's yeah. not helping them, you know, just making things if you don't get them sold. No, yeah, that's a really good point. And then I was wondering if you had any specific like stories or anecdotes about specific people you've met along the way of your career journey or specific success stories that the work that you've done has impacted someone in this positive way is there anyone that you can think of well it's not of course just me they are also yes. people buying from the women but mm -hmm. you can you can yeah we are sort of trying to also follow up like like what the women, how they are able to yes. increase their income. And surely in this community where these, these women are, there are very uh, little opportunities for women to have income generating activities. Like some of the women were already weaving baskets before, but then they were selling them in the local market where they are mm -hmm. like these big traders that buy in bulk and give them very oh, little. Yeah. So, so at the end, you know, end up like buying the straw and, and working but you don't really mm -hmm. actually gain anything so we were looking like when we started working with the women we we're looking at all these problems and sort of mapping also doing a sort of baseline mm -hmm. what the what the women are earning and and then now also sort of following up and surely they you know many of the women they've been able to build houses and educate their children so um so it's certainly helping at the moment though you know, you were talking about like COVID and now the war and, and the markets, the, the mm. international markets. I think Ghanaian uh, 
currency is actually dropping like faster than any other currency. So um, that means that there's a very big inflation in Ghana. So, so there are lots of like problems at the moment that the women are facing. So we are also looking at ways of maybe doing new orders and, and paying higher yeah. prices so that they can go, get over. So yeah, it's it's a very sort of volatile situation. It's, you know, we see it here, in the world, but we are not like in that kind of situation where it's like really, we are really depending on the income and, and we don't get to eat and our children can't go to school if we don't really earn money. So we don't maybe always realize that mm-hmm. in some parts of the world, it's, it's even even harder. No, I can totally imagine. That's a really, uh, a really good point. So I think it's super easy to get wrapped up in our own lives and forget what's happening elsewhere. Another story was about the in Kampala with with the NGO I I used to work with. We actually mm-hmm. in the beginning we supported um, a sort of a restaurant cafeteria for disabled people who had finished uh, a vocational training mm-hmm. in catering. And they didn't have jobs because it's there's also a lot of stigma against people with disabilities, like people with the, like there are lots of people who had polio and, and are paralyzed and in wheelchairs and, mm-hmm. and people think that you can't manage. So we had this this uh, group of women and, and and boys also, and they started this cafeteria. So we were oh. actually running it for a couple of years, but then we realized that it's actually, you know, this is about the sort of mistakes and and things that don't also work and we realized that it's not it's not sustainable like we are like Mm -hmm. paying for to run the the business so so we never really could get it sort of a profitable way and then we decided to close it because we didn't have the funding but then we after that we asked the the women and and the different groups like what they want to do like give give them a seed money so this Mm -hmm. tailoring workshop that is doing like the the um the um, textile products sort of came out of that experience of trying something which didn't work yeah other women are running their own tailoring shop which is quite successful so Olivia the the main coordinator of the the workshop is like yeah also been able to sustain herself and now she's Mm -hmm. mother of two children and also able to sort of um provide education and everything for the children so that's like small thing it's not like people are getting rich but they are they are doing better than they they used to and they are able to enjoy their lives and and have a better future for their children well that's lovely and that counts for a lot of course it takes a team to make all of this happen so you talked a bit about your role but like are there other roles or other people you work with that contribute to Um, just the well in the NGO we were like I think at the moment there are maybe 20 people there working okay still quite small scale but in in mama trade now I'm alone oh no get some help from my my (laughs) children sometimes with the marketing and but yeah yeah that's why it's it's a bit lonely yeah so you need to work a bit harder to get uh, to be able to employ someone to help you I can totally totally imagine oh if there are any volunteers who want to come and join me then more than uh, happy to welcome of course yeah and I think it's great I think uh, volunteering with an organization like Mama Trade would be very beneficial for students Mm -hmm. who are looking to get into uh, the specific industry in the future as you mentioned that you should volunteer you know see if you like it yeah, <laughs> yeah. As a career. no it's That's good to try out different things like when I was a student like in in high school I think we also had these like a one week um, 
training in different places and I worked in the cafeteria and I decided I'd never want to work in a restaurant <laughs> so that was a very good for my career path at least I, yes. I don't want to do it. yeah I think we all have those stories we try something and we're like okay that was horrible but at least I know <laughs> I don't have to waste my time with that in the future yeah so. Totally. And that's very good advice. Try things. You figure out what you like, you figure out what you don't like, and you can mm -hmm. begin shaping your path forward. Yeah. How would you know otherwise? People have different like interests and, and values and, and, yes. and you need to find yeah. out. Yeah. And I think we talked about it a bit before, but everyone has their own strengths, like people yeah. who are good at math and then there's us. <laughs> and so there's, <laughs> there's you know do what you're good at do what you enjoy and there will be a place for that and if not you can create your own create your yeah. own place and even That's sort of the basic math is enough to do accounting for a small business so you don't oh yes <laughs> <laughs> well that's quite reassuring good to know <laughs> definitely um and then i think you you mentioned you're back pursuing further education again so what yeah. specifically what specifically yeah, is that I'm, i also when i worked for the NGO I was also working with like Estonian teachers and schools uh -huh. and, and more like on global citizenship education which is sort of seeing how we are linked with with the world and and what kind of impact we can make so similar things that we've been talking about but but really like things in the curriculum and teacher trainings and, and yes. projects for young children on environmental issues or climate That's change wonderful. yeah, yeah. So, so my yeah, my research is also my research actually is more linked to media, mm -hmm. media uh, information. So, if you're a journalist or aspiring journalist, so it's Lovely. sort of in a way of well, of course, at the moment we everyone is sort of learning how to um, detect and and sort of counter negative propaganda that we've seen in media. But it's also like yes. use media to to promote good things. Is there anything specific that you hope to do with your education going forward? Um, yeah, now I'm just, just sort of helping um, teachers like doing teacher trainings and, mm -hmm. and support in, in, in that field of looking at ways of engaging educational projects with young people. It's very clear that you're super passionate about education, supporting different communities, young people, and it's lovely. Is there anything you'd like to add before our conversation dwindles further. <laughs> so you said that you're also studying in Oisia. Are you doing like, um, teacher training? So I'm at U of T. I have classes like in the Oise building. <laughs> ah, okay, okay. And yeah. that's about all. So what do you uh, study? Do you study journalism? I do uh, political science and ethics society law. So, ah. yeah, you know, my daughter is also in ethics society and law. Uh, which, which year are you in? I'm in my second year. Oh. Then you must yeah. know her, Kaisa. Really? Well, I, I'll i check my, because we have a group chat with everyone in our class, actually. So I'll check and I'll see if I find her. I'll say, I spoke with your mom today. <laughs> that's oh, so that's funny. Yeah, you the world courses. is very small. Ethics is very oh. difficult. Like, it is a very, it gives me quite a headache every time I open like an I email. I that I know something about it, but I look at your <laughs> course materials and I'm like, I don't know. Yeah. Can't help you. It's not very fun, um, but I'm in it anyway. I do, I mean, I do enjoy it, but it's challenging, so. Yeah. Yeah. No, but it makes you think. I think there are lots of issues that we need to yes. rethink and transform, and, and that's a very good 
basis totally yeah it does make you think quite a bit i think that's useful um i think with a lot of other streams of education you just like take what you're told and you just mm -hmm. memorize it and so with these types of um these types of educational pathways you stop and you think and you're like is this true or how do i feel about this so i think that's mm -hmm. quite valuable well good luck with your study <laughs> thank you and you as well and also to your daughter good luck to all <laughs> <laughs> it's a small world do you think that yes. is big and Toronto, millions of people but it truly is being a small community yeah so it was very small um but it was lovely talking to you and i took a lot out of this conversation and i hope every student who listens to this does as well thank you for listening to this jobs people do podcast be sure to check into our next episode bye now